Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's show. Um, I'm just, I'm excited to be here uh, because uh, the last few days I totally lost my voice, but this morning... It seems to be back, at least in limited capacity, so you know what? We're going to run with it and to get this podcast recorded. Uh, the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast is brought to you by LearnStageLighting.com. This is the place where I teach you about lighting, and if you are new here, I've got I've got something for you. I've actually got two things, um, whether you're new or you've been here for a while, so just listen for a second, Adam. If, if you are new here, head to LearnStageLighting.com slash quiz. There, I've got a simple quiz, ask you a couple questions, and it's going to send you a free guide to help you get started with lighting, how to choose the best lights, where to put them, and all kinds of things like that. The free guide's tailored to the type of lighting you do, which is why there's a few questions, and I'd be really glad to send that to you. I want to get you that information plus more. So there's a win-win there. Um, And then, for those of you that have been around here for a while... You may be familiar with Learn Stage Lighting Labs, and I just wanted to mention it here at the top of the show. Um, it is my community where I teach people about lighting. So if you like what you hear on the podcast, if you like what you see on our YouTube, on our articles, on our website, then you're going to love Learn Stage Lighting Labs because it's everything that we've got in all these other places and more. What 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 happens in the labs is that I take what you've learned uh, and, and really crank it up a notch. So it's courses and personalized feedback in my forums. So through the courses, which we call action plans, you're going to get step-by-step in-depth instruction to guide you through a variety of topics. All the consoles I talk about here on the show, plus how to do basic lighting, how to get started with lighting for bands, for churches, for DJs, and, and more advanced topics too, like how to run lights for a band when you don't know the music and how to do a great job, how to lay out your console for it, all kinds of stuff are inside of the labs, how to light for video, um, all of these action plans, are full video tutorials, checklists, and most importantly, as you learn and start to apply what you learn in the labs to your lighting rig, I'm there for you and our other members are for you, there for you in the forums where you can ask us anything and we help you apply what you learned and help direct you to more useful information so that you can shortcut your way to really making great lighting. Awesome. So today, guys, on our show is question and answer day. Today is a Q&A show. Hopefully, I can make this through this without my voice giving out. We will see. But um, I'm really excited to answer your questions today. We've got quite a few. So let's get started. I've got Kel here who says, um, I've been following a lot of your videos and I've come across a question regarding assigning colors in a latching to MIDI controller LED buttons in D-Pro, this is a program by Entech, for those of you who aren't familiar. We'll link to a page about Entech D-Pro in the show notes that I've got on Learn Stage Lighting, how to begin with D-Pro. But, um, so you've got Nakai APC40 Mark II switched in alternate Ableton Live mode, and um, what you're, and you've used other controllers too. And what you, what's going on is um, you're in the show control window, and you've assigned it, and the MIDI controller latches on when triggered from show control, but not vice versa. Um, You want to be able to have the buttons latch or not, uh, depending on what you want to do. And you want to assign colors for triggering in a live music performance. 
Is there a workaround in DPro, or if not, what is the software that I would suggest that allows assigning color and latching to MIDI control buttons um, that can talk to Entech Pro devices? All right, Kel. So um, I know for a fact that in DPro you're not going to be able to assign colors other than than what it can already do. I'm quite sure about that. But but the latching, if you haven't figured that out, um, in the latest version of DPro, as long as you're in the latest version, which I think is one point. What is it? 1.7, 1.8? Double check here. I've got 1.8 on my computer, 1.81. And if you go in show control, you hit the cog to enter properties, then um, there is a button for momentary, as in flash. It will latch otherwise. So if you click that button that says momentary, and then in parenthesis says flash for any of your buttons, that should make it so that it's no longer a latching button. Uh, if that's what you're looking to do. I'm not sure. That that part's a little bit lost um, in what, what you're saying. I'm not quite understanding. It sounds like you want it to latch, and maybe it's not. And if that's the case, if you're having issues with that, there is actually a setting in the preferences as well. So go check on that, preferences, and then under um, audio slash MIDI, I believe. No, under remote control. And then once you've put MIDI commands in there, um, I believe you can edit them there as well. And there might be another setting for you. But you're not going to be able, I know you're not going to be able to do custom colors in DPro. It's just not something that it's designed to do. So a few for you to check out. Um, one is called LightKey, which is at lightkeyapp.com. I'm not super familiar with this one. It's Mac only, but I think it, can, it might be able to do it. Um, but other than that, what I like to use is I really like Onyx. And you hear me talk about that a lot. And we'll link in the show notes to an article called um, How Do I Begin with Onyx? And Onyx is a professional-grade lighting console that you can run on your PC. You can download the software and get a good a good four-universe output for totally free. And if you pair it with a program called Show Cockpit, and I'm going to link to a post on Learn Stage Lighting called um, How Do I Use a MIDI Controller with My Lighting Console, um, you'll see there that I talk about Show Cockpit within that post. And what Show Cockpit does is it is a kind of an in-between, a mediator, a translator between all your MIDI controllers, you could hook up both of them if you want, and your lighting program. And it allows you to do some really cool things. In fact, on the Show Cockpit YouTube channel, the official one, not videos I've created, the creator of it, Ricardo, he shows you how to do this exact kind of stuff, how to build, um, you know, set up so that maybe one row is one color, the next row is another color, the next row is another color, and you're able to set it up really easily inside of Show Cockpit. Um, Show Cockpit is not free, but I think it's worth every penny. You can There's a basic version and a pro version. And in the basic version, you can buy drivers for Onyx as well as for your different MIDI controllers. And then they're really easy to set up. Um, you can watch his videos and get up and running pretty quick. So I really recommend checking that stuff out um, because it's going to give you that customization that you're looking for. John writes in and says, I'm planning on buying DMXs. Um, and uh, my question for you is, um, in the video, um, in these videos, I, it's true, I did make them in 2015. That's four years ago. Gosh. Um, I mentioned that the banks um, get alphabetically sorted, and you can't really resort them without putting funny letters in front of them. Um, is this etched in stone, or can you change it? Okay, so John, you, you can totally change it. Um, back in the day when I made these, um, and, and it was true for a little while, for a good while, actually, in DMXS, if you did want to reorder your banks and presets, 
uh, you would actually have to put like letters like AA and AB and AC and, and B to sort your songs. And then you'd have to restart the program and they'd resort based on the names, the letters that you put in front of the name. No longer is that a requirement. Um, right above your banks and presets window, um, actually inside your banks and presets window, you can simply drag them around and they reorder. It's, it's no problem. No funny lettering. Um, thankfully, they fixed that a good while ago. Brad writes in and said, would I recommend the Elation M-Touch M-Play slash M-Play products for a theater production? If not, are there any other recommendations and similar price points? Thank you. Awesome, Brad. Well, if you've listened here long, you know that I'm a big fan of the Onyx software because I think it's a great professional level lighting console software, and I think it's great for your theater. You know, there's a little bit of a learning curve, but I've got a lot of resources out there as well as the official Onyx training videos that I was able to do for them um, before they had renamed the console. It was previously Martin's M-Series. So um, you can't, there's definitely no other wings for consoles that you're going to be able to find in that same price point. I'm just going to put that out there. You're not going to find a wing with 10 faders on it for 500 bucks, Okay. Um, I would recommend for a theater show, probably going with the M-Touch. The difference between the two, the main difference, and uh, we can link to a video on YouTube, I believe, that I made that, that walks through um, M-Touch versus M-Play. I believe I made a video. Um, should be in the show notes. But the, the main difference is that the M-Play has all playbacks, um, and the right side can be made into a number pad, but the M-Touch has a programming section. So especially if you're using... Um, Actually, here's what I'm thinking for theater. Let's let's revise this a little, my, my thought process. You could use the M-Play for theater if you're mostly doing dimmers and not many moving lights, not many LEDs, okay? And that would actually work quite well because you can set the right side of it to a number pad, to a, a command keypad, and you can grab a label maker and put labels on it for what the buttons do. And then you can program quite quickly just with that M-Play. Um, if you, especially if you're just doing a lot of, you know, channel numbers and you're just bringing intensity to them. But if you would rather, if you're using a lot of moving lights and or LEDs, you may want to go with an M touch because it's got a programming section on the right that allows you to bring up different parameters, move the pan utility of your moving lights, etc. So, um, no clear answer there, but I, there's definitely, I definitely recommend them. First of all, um, the software is rock solid. It's great. Um, software. It works well for theater. Um, you can totally make a standard theatrical style cue stack and a program that type of show with it. And um, I, I, I definitely recommend um, both those units. They, there's there's really nothing in the same price range, and, and I think they do a great job. Awesome. Brian writes in and says, um, I'm trying to puzzle out some issues I'm having with the lighting setup at my church. So, You've got a Blizzard Eclipse DMX controller, um, six Alation 6-par 300s, six Chave um, LED light bars, six Intimidator Wash Zoom 450s, and 20 incandescent par cans. The issue seems that with Blizzard software, um, it's just buggy. <laughs> he, he notes that, and they're looking for a new system. Okay, that, that I agree with. So the Blizzard system Eclipse is actually... It's based on a software called DOSLite, and a lot of different brands license this software under their own names, and, um, you know, it's always buggy. I hate to say it, but to me, it's, it's really sad because 
you know, a lot of times these different brands and some of them I work with, um, they'll really push this software that's made by this other company because it's the software that they sell with their lights and they really push it and it really stinks and it's buggy and it's frustrating. And I hate that, you know, um, which is one of the reasons I'm here. I'm like, I want to make sure that when I recommend something, it's really something that that's good. So I'm glad, uh, you know, yeah, throw, throw Eclipse out the window. Um, I don't like it. Um, so let's see. Most of the lighting setups are the same from week to week, just changing colors for the songs. We host special events from time to time. Um, you have experience with the ETC Express, but you like how easy your software controller is. Options that won't break the bank, but provide more programming ability and stability. Okay, Brian. So definitely for you, I've kind of got two options here. Two things that I really recommend, two consoles, and we'll link to the uh, my kind of basic post on both of them on Learn Stage Lighting. Um, the first is the one I was just talking about with Brad's question, the last question, which is Elation's Onyx software. You can download the software for free and get four universes of DMX output, which is plenty for what you're doing, um, through Artnet or SACN. So you, you might have to get a, a node, um, but they're you know, fairly inexpensive. You could get a two-port, for example, a Shave DMX AN node. Um, I've used that and uh, use it with Onyx a lot, and it's $120, I think. So not going to break the bank there. Um, Alicia's got some nodes, too, I think, that are in a similar price range. And um, they also have a US... Actually, for about $200, they have a USB that you just plug in and it just works. That might be the better, the NX DMX. But uh, we'll link to that product as well, just on elationlighting.com, the NXDMX. Um, but regardless, uh, so you've come to it from an Express. I love the Express. But what you've noticed is the Express doesn't control moving lights well or LEDs um, or things that aren't dimmers. So regardless, um, I really like Onyx because you can download that software for free and get output or for 500 bucks. Actually, it's, they're closer to 400 now. They're, they're between four and five now. You can get an M-Touch from Elation. And this is an awesome unit. It's got 10 touch faders on it. They're like your laptop's trackpad. They work great. And a programming section on the side. Combine that with a, a simple touchscreen PC if you can. If you can get a touchscreen monitor for a couple hundred bucks. I've got this one by Planar that's uh, pretty popular. And I think it's only 200 and something dollars. Um, we'll make sure to link to it on Amazon. But um, anyways... Um, but, um, you know, you put that together. Yeah, this is a, a PCT. I've got it right in front of me, 2235, and I use it on shows, um, and I use it at home on my office, and it's only 190 bucks right now on Amazon. So, you know, that price can go up in the future, but we'll make sure to, um, put a link to that in the show notes. So, but regardless, um, um, you know, you could get that together, a rig like that together pretty inexpensively. And um, have a nice rig. Now, Onyx is a professional-grade console. And so it's going to take you a little bit more time to learn it. I'm just going to say that. But it's a great console. And once you learn it, you'll know it. And I've taught lots of churches how to use it. Um, a lot of people have gone on Learn Stage Lighting and have joined the Learn Stage Lighting Labs program. And inside of that, there is an action plan called um, Onyx for the Complete Newbie. And a lot of people in churches have gone through that and I've really gotten a lot of value on that. So I'll make sure we drop a link in here to learn Stage Lighting Labs as well. Um, and so Onyx is a great option. Another one you might want to look at is the Work Pro Light Shark, okay? This is a tablet-based unit. Um, basically, you buy a console. 
either one that has 10 faders that's about $1,500 US or one that uh, is just a box that runs the software and outputs DMX. And the box is about 600, a little under, I think. Um, and the cool thing about the Light Shark is it doesn't have a screen. So you have to dial into it with a tablet, basically, or a computer. You can do it with a computer too. And for simple, you know, basic control, of moving lights and actually you can do some pretty complex stuff with it with moving lights leds and conventional same as onyx um you can get off the ground running a little faster and a lot of people like light sharks for installs like churches because you don't have a pc that people might mess with um you know i i really love onyx but light shark you can pick up really fast um i made some videos for them they're official videos actually but i fell in love with the product first um and and um and you can learn the software quicker than Onyx. So I recommend taking a look at both of those. Take a look at some of my free videos on YouTube, uh, the Light Shark ones and the ones that I have on my channel for Onyx. Um, and uh, we'll make sure we link to both of those, the official Light Shark videos. Actually, I've got a page on Lord and Stage Lighting called How Do I Program with Light Shark, baby? We'll link to that. Um, so you can kind of check out the two pieces of software. Um, you can get out the door with Onyx cheaper. You know, I'm just going to say that you can get faders and NB out the door cheaper. But, um, you know, for the long term, for not being on a PC, some people really prefer Onyx. But you already use a PC and, you know, it's worked fine for you. Or some people really prefer, prefer Light Sharks. So, you know, take a look at the two. They're both great consoles um, and they both could work for you, you know. So definitely um, check that out. And uh, hopefully you find something that's great for you, Brian. And, uh, and I've got stuff on the Light Shark and Lauren Stage Lighting Labs, too, if, if you want to join to learn that as well. All right. David writes in, and this might be his Dave, his name might be David Henry, which is pretty wild, but I know there's other stuff that's out here. <laughs> but uh, so David writes in and says, I've been giving the task of changing the lights on our church's singing Christmas tree, which is 40 feet at the bottom. It's a half circle and 30 feet high. It has 11 rows and holds 110 choir members. Currently, the lighting is um, incandescent Christmas lights, um, and they're run through a Roadhog 4. You would like to convert this to a a net-style, fully addressable LED lighting that we can um, attach to the modular greenery. All right, David. So this is actually, I've kind of got a new project going on that um, I haven't mentioned here that I think will help you, and that is called um, LearnChristmasLighting.com. And the reason I started this is because last year, I dove in and made my first um, my first Christmas light show on my house with LED pixels, which I think is what you're looking for. And so I'm writing a bit there about LED pixels. I also have some stuff inside of Learn Stage Lighting Labs on controlling it. If you'd be interested in that, we'll make sure to include a link. Actually, there's a link in the last question. Um, but basically what you're going to need is you're going to need a bunch of pixels. And you can order them through a variety of Christmas light vendors. Um um, one that I like is DIYLEDExpress.com, but there's one called WiredWatts.com that's really good. Um, another one called Crockett Festival of Lights. They're all good. Um, there's some bad ones, but those are the good ones. And then, so you're going to need a bunch of LEDs. You're going to need to buy some power supplies. You're going to need some pixel controllers, and then you're going to need to control it. You can control them through your Roadhog, um, maybe with a program that I like called Entex Elm, or... If everything happens to a, a track that's played back, 
you could run them out of one of the Christmas light sequencing programs. And there's two that are really popular. One is called Xlights at xlights.org. And one is called Vixen, which I believe is at vixenlights.com. Yes, it is. Okay. So um, I recommend checking that stuff out and checking out Learn Christmas Lighting. And if you do want personalized help with this, um, join Learn Stage Lighting Labs because I, I will help you and, um, and answer any questions you have as I don't have a lot of information up on Learn Christmas Lighting yet. I've got enough to get you started, um, but I'm going to have more there later. Um, but I can help you through Learn Stage Lighting Labs, and I've got a great action plan inside the labs that that walks you through, um, you know, working with pixels and, and how that all works. And so um, I hope that helps, Dave. I think that will. And uh, we can definitely get you started. All right. Yuri writes in, just grabbed a quick drink of water so I don't lose my voice. Um, so Yuri is using Onyx PC, the free version, with a four-universe ArtNet node. Um, you have a time problem with programming a time-coded light show. Um, you don't know how to connect SMPTE timecode. Um, that's SMPTE from my audio source from PC with Onyx. Do I need only the console with SMPTE input for resolving this issue? Is there any possibility to connect um, multi-tracks, multi-track audio um, through a 3.5 millimeter input jack? Okay, Yuri. So um, I've got a link here. To, that's talking about LTC or linear timecode, which is uh, obviously a little bit different from SMPTE, but similar. Um, truth be told, uh, Yuri, I am not a timecode expert. Um, I know enough to be dangerous. Um, and so whenever I've worked with it, I've used LTC with Onyx, and I, I always use an audio interface. Um, and the reason why is because the audio guys, those who, who really know um, audio, tell me that... You, you really want to, um, you really don't want to use that 3.5 millimeter jack. It just doesn't have the, um, it just really doesn't have the the quality that you need to shoot out time code. Because if you think about it, time code has to be like really precise to work right. And if it's a little bit off, you're going to have problems. Okay. So, I really, I don't recommend doing it through that jack, um, but I've got a link here that hopefully will help you um, think about generating LTC. You may also want to look at um, Show Cockpit. They, I know they, they have some ways to interface um, as well. Um, it used to be that to get SMPTE into Onyx, you used to have an M-Sync device, but I think that's discontinued. So I hope that helps, but I apologize if I wasn't any more help. Robert wrote in, and said, I'm trying to figure out a simple way of syncing DMX with a music video click. You have DMX's in Ableton Live 9 Lite, but can't get Ableton to recognize DMX's as a plugin. Um, okay, so a couple things. Um, so if you can play the music video clip and trigger it out of Ableton, then you can get DMX's to do the lights in sync with it. Um, that's a little bit of a missing link. So let's talk about this. Um, first things first, Robert, and you don't have um, DMXs working with Ableton 9, and you need to get that working. What my best, what my thought is, what's probably going on here is that you installed Ableton after you installed DMXs, and so DMXs isn't in the Ableton folder, or or you haven't pointed Ableton to the DMXs plugin. So 
go to the DMX's user manual and look up the installing the plugin section uh, and and, um, see where that plugin's supposed to be installed. Then go to Ableton and try to find it. Um, Try to connect that plugin, you know, do a quick Google search about adding plugins to Ableton because you do have to locate that folder and tell Ableton where it is. Now, if by chance you don't think you installed the DMX's VST plugin in a folder for Ableton, then download the DMX's installer again from dmx's.com or from Entech and run the installer over your current installation. It won't wipe anything out or anything like that. And when you get to the part about installing the plugin, go find your Ableton plugin folder, which will tell you what it is in the Ableton preferences, and make sure that plugin gets put there. Okay? Then reboot all the programs, and you will see the DMX's plugin in Ableton. That's, that's the first and most important step. Now, to get video, the music video, to be in sync, you're either going to have to somehow play the music video from Ableton, um, and I don't know how to do that personally, or, um, because I'm not an Ableton whiz, or you could use the new show buddy Active, which is from the creator of DMXs. Um, jury's still out in my behalf if it's going to be a really good program over the long term, but it seems pretty good in the short term, and it can do what you want. So it can play a video, and then with through Ableton, you can play the audio, sync the video, um, have it fire via DMX uh, through this show buddy active, which is kind of like a weird upgraded DMXs. Um, and, and you should be able to accomplish what you're looking for. So that's my recommendations there, Robert. I hope this helps. All right. Lee writes in and he says, thanks for doing these videos. Um, I haven't found much help about this product online. Okay. What is he talking about? I have a question about using this in a live situation. I'm running this with a backing track. All right, I'm going to pause for a minute and see if Lee happened to say in the title of his uh, email what program he's using. All right, indeed. He's talking about Showbody Active, which is what I was just talking about. So um, so I added that into his question, just so it's there. Um, so you're running this a backing track and you sync the program to the audio track to run the video you totally can lee actually this is like the same question that robert had um we could probably in the show notes we'll probably put these two questions together and just have one answer um because yeah that 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 totally can listen to uh the question above from robert connor said when you daisy chain dmx dj lights together can you daisy chain different sorts of lights into one and out to the other for example a par to a moving it to a laser, et cetera. Thank you. Yes, Connor, even a coffee pot. Um, and, and I'm not kidding. So DMX is, um, when you daisy chain, it's it's kind of funky to think about. It. Okay, so when you daisy chain via DMX, it's not really that the signal goes into one light and out to another and in and out and in and out. It's really like the signal just goes past everybody and everybody holds on and grabs a little signal. Okay, that's more, it's called a bus configuration. So what that means is basically, yeah, it's totally fine. If all the devices are DMX devices, it doesn't matter if they're different types of devices, it's going to work just fine. All right. So next person wrote in, oh, who was this? Let's see. So Parik wrote in and said, asked a question about visualizers. I would like to use a lighting visualizer and was wondering which integrates into SketchUp. Best is mostly for conferences and stage design. 
where I'd like to render out concept images um, rather than photo realistic renders. Okay, so Parik, um, I'm a big fan of Capture, and that's what uh, my friends at Alation sell as well. Though I had bought it long before I was connected with them, um, and I like and I like Capture um, because it's really easy to use. It's well priced. I mean, all these visualizers honestly are priced about the same. At the end of the day, they're really similar in price, um, and it works really well and it looks amazing. Um, a quick Google search. I've never imported from SketchUp. But a quick Google search shows me a couple tutorials that show you how to do it. So it's obviously possible, and I would look into Capture. I've got a post on LearnStageLighting.com that we'll put in the show notes, which is called um, How Do I Use a Lighting Visualizer? Or what? Or so you want a lighting visualizer, and we will make sure to link to that below. Sean writes in and says, I'm looking for a lighting solution for front lighting of a four-piece hard rock band in the least expensive way. Um, with something like the Chave Par 64, I'm guessing that's the uh, Slim Par Par 64, possibly be bright enough from 35 to 40 feet away. We're not a very big act, um, and we don't have any house lighting. We'd like to keep it down to three or four DMX fixtures on a single stand that I can hoist up to 12 feet. Any suggestions I could offer would be appreciated. So yes, Sean, um, I would say at the very lowest level, those PAR 64s could work. Um, I've used something that's a little bit brighter before, like I think it's about 36 watts of, of quad LEDs, RGBWs. It's a Martin Rush PAR 1. And I've done something very similar, and it, you know, it, it does, it's not bad. It's not super bright by the time it goes for, the light goes 40 feet, but... If you don't want to put trees on the corner of the stage, which gets you the most brightness um, and gets the lights close to the band, then, you know, that's going to be your next best option. Um, the PAR 64s, gosh, they're on the edge of being bright enough. They might be bright enough, but they also might not be. It really depends on how much other light is in the venue. Like, if it's really dark, then, you know, those will probably be fine. If there's a fair amount of brightness, you might find they're not bright enough. Um I wish I could give you a better answer, but I'd say maybe step it up to something in, in their Slim Bar series that's a little brighter, um, and then you'll definitely be good. All right. Andy wrote in and said, um, yesterday I did a gig with my lighting rig and attempted to use Touch OSC to control the fog machine with DMXs. I could not get the iPad to connect with DMXs. All right. So... Any questions why it's not working? Um, is it a settings thing? And is using a wireless connection a cause? So, Andy, when we're using Touch OSC, um, especially with DMXs, it can be kind of finicky. I'm going to put that out there, okay? And so I don't have a lot of in info on your setup, but here's what you want to do for the best results. First, you want to make sure that you've got all your settings correct. And I've got a video on YouTube that we'll link to below that says, how do I use touch OSC with DMXs? You want, so you got to make sure all the settings are right. All right. Make sure everything's set up. Then inside DMXs, there's a little, um, there's a little box where you can type in a maximum amount of channels to send over OSC. Um, and um, you're going to want to go ahead and um, the maximum number of banks and presets and you're going to want to go in ahead and set that to whatever, however many banks and presets you have maximum. Um, because if you don't set that to something, it's going to send out a lot of information and it can be really slow to update. Or, as you've noticed, um, sometimes the, the names of the banks and presets don't even show up. Um, then the third thing is 
you know, make sure you've got a powerful enough wireless router and make sure that the Wi-Fi frequency space is open. Uh, you can use some simple apps like DMX Cat from City Theatrical to check the wireless um, the wireless space. Um, there's probably other ones on iOS because I'm not sure that it works. That tool works on 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 iPhones. Um, I know it does on Androids, but um, you can definitely get it to work with a wireless connection. But of all Touch OSC programs I've used, DMX this is probably the one that's the most finicky. You can get it to work. Um, you're definitely going to want to put it on a network, a wireless network that doesn't have anything else on it as well. And then try doing it. Try being really close to your router or access point that's that's doing the wireless and see if that improves things at all. Because um, that'll at least let you know if your settings are right. And maybe you just need to adjust. Um, you need to find a friend who knows some things about IT, have him check out the frequencies in the area and help you maybe set your router to, to be on a better frequency. Um, so... With that, guys, woo, voice is almost gone, but I made it. All right, guys. So in closing, uh, show notes are going to be found at learnstagelighting.com slash 057. And uh, if you are new here, head over to learnstagelighting.com slash quiz to get your free guide to begin with lighting. If you've been around here for a while and you want to shortcut your way to uh, really make some great lighting and, and take your lighting bag into better places than you've ever thought possible, check out Learn Stage Lighting Labs, and we'll have a link here at the end of the show notes as well. Before my voice completely goes next week, I'm really excited. On the show, I'm going to have Kevin Ward. He is a church tech director, um, award-winning producer, um, teacher in the audio space, and him and I are going to talk about lighting. We're going to talk about church volunteers and, and even more, so I can't wait for that. I can't wait to bring you that interview next week, and I hope you'll show up. So, I'll see you guys there. Uh, Enjoy your week. And that's it for today's show. Thank you for listening to the Learn Stage Lighting podcast. Be sure to visit us at learnstagelighting.com to see show notes, past episodes, and download a free guide on how to begin with lighting in your specific context. I'll see you guys on the site. Thanks. Thanks.